Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment. Weekly concert listings. Weekly event listings. The environment. Travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader. Free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Let's do the back half here. The news broke during today's program. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's budget has passed in the city council. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It was the closest budget vote since the 80s. The $1.6 billion property tax levy was approved by a 28 to 22 vote. And right now, in my face, and thanks to Block Club Chicago... A list of who voted yes and who voted no on the tax levy. Now our host, huge Chicago political dork. So as soon as this news broke, oh, who voted yes? Who voted no? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I just broke. Oh, God, that's funny. That's so, not COVID. It's just me laughing. So I made it a mission during our interview with Miles Camp Lassen to find some kind of who voted yes, who voted no <laughs> list. All right. So, OK. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Ben. So this once again, this is on uh, voting yes and no on the tax levy. You pick first. What group do you want? Yes or no? Team yes or team no? Uh, team uh, for the tax levy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go. No, there's fewer of them. All right, team no on the tax levy. Voting no word. And I'm not asking you what word. First word, Thank Alderman God. Daniel Laspada. Second word. Right, Daniel Laspada, yeah, Democratic Socialist. I'm not surprised. Go ahead. Second word, Alderman Brian Hopkins. Uh, okay, this is what the point I was making with Miles, ladies and gentlemen. So Danny Laspada is against it because it's a, uh, a series of regressive tax, not nearly progressive. And uh, Hopkins, second ward, uh, that's one of the wealthiest wards in the city. It's stitched together uh, to put all of the undeveloped uh, north side uh, uh, former industrial uh, uh, sites into one community one ward so it could be trolled by an alderman who's very pro-development this is the guy who pushed through championed uh the uh lincoln yards debacle so he's suddenly become <laughs> hopkins he's suddenly become an advocate for the beleaguered taxpayers of chicago even though he pushed through can't say this enough the lincoln yards debacle so there you go right there in those first two d the opposition I was talking about. One guy is a progressive or a socialist who's against the budget because it's too hard on poor people. And the other guy is a what? A dem, corporate dem type uh, who's against it because suddenly he's discovered that people in Chicago are overtaxed. Conveniently discovered this after he slapped the Lincoln Yards tax on. There you go, D. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. 
All right, we're going over the list of aldermen who voted no on the tax levy this afternoon on the mayor's budget. Let's see here. So we left off with Brian Hopkins. Next up, Ninth Ward Alderman Anthony Beal. Yeah, Anthony Beal pretty much is against anything that Lori Lightfoot is for. I don't. I can't really stitch together like an overall view of uh, government, uh, and uh, so he's just doesn't like Lori Lightfoot for whatever reasons, and uh, he's kind of part of that Raylo constituency. Uh, and so he's a no vote. Up next I'm not on surprised. Up next on Team No, Eleventh Ward Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. Wow, now that's a surprise. That of course, Eleventh uh, Ward is Bridgeport, Bridgeport home to the Dailies. Uh, he is Mayor Daly's nephew, uh, and this is interesting. This is how so much has changed in Chicago. The notion that a Daly would vote against a mayoral budget—it's just like a Daly would be for the mayoral budget, just because you figure a Daly would be the mayor. Uh, so this just goes to show you how politics are shifting. And again, uh, Patrick Daly Thompson's no vote was again, uh, similar to Hopkins in terms of his explanation. He was against the property tax hike. Uh, I believe he was also for the Lincoln Yards TIF. See, the, the inconsistency. Yeah. Guys, if you're suddenly going to come uh, taxpayer advocates, at least appreciate that TIFs are tax hikes. That's what they are, Patrick Daly Thompson. That's what they are, Brian Hopkins. So you have to explain now, going forward, why you're for TIFs if you're against like a property tax to, let's say, meet our obligations for a pension or pay to have the streets uh, repaired or plowed, et cetera, and so forth. All right, let's keep the list going here. Those who voted no on the tax levy during today's city council meeting. We got, let's see here, 13, well, we knew this one, 13th Ward Alderman Marty Quinn. Big surprise. This shows uh, a change in the attitude of Michael Joseph Madigan toward the mayor of the city of Chicago. Uh, Marty Quinn, of course, is the alderman of the 13th Ward, and uh, he is a key lieutenant in Michael Joseph Madigan's political machine, Madigan, the House Speaker, embattled House Speaker, Madigan, chairman of the Democratic Party in the state of Illinois, embattled chair of the Democratic Party because he's up to his eyebrows uh, in the Commonwealth Commonwealth Edison scandal, which one of his key allies, uh, Michael McCain, has been indicted. Uh, In the old days, uh, Michael Joseph Madigan would tell his alderman, vote for whatever the mayor wants. Now, Marty Quinn's been given a little leeway. It's an indication that Michael Joseph Madigan is what, perhaps concerned of about a voter revolt in his own ward. As I recall, the ward, uh, his own ward did not go for Kim Fox uh, in the last election. So the notion that suddenly Marty Quinn is free to vote whatever way he wants and he's voting against the sitting mayor, voting against the tax hike, is a sign that the old, the, the old what, alliance in which Madigan ordered his alderman to do whatever the mayor wanted, and in return, the mayor would let Madigan do whatever uh, he wanted in Springfield is over. All right, we got uh, 15th Ward Alderman Ray Lopez voting no, as well as 16th Ward Alderwoman Stephanie Coleman, 19th Ward Alderman Matt O'Shea, and Ben, surprise or not, 14th Ward Alderman Ed Burger King Burke. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised here. Uh, it's a completely hypocritical. Ed Burke, as uh, finance chair under Rahm and, and Daly, pushed through every tax hike 
uh, that they proposed, every TIF deal that they proposed, every TIF district that they proposed. He was championing uh, Chicago's bid for the Olympics, which would have cost us untold billions of dollars. He was a big proponent of the Amazon deal. So all of a sudden, he too has become a defender of the poor property taxpayer. And it's large part because he can't stand Lori Lightfoot because she used him and the trouble he got into with the feds to propel her candidacy. Remember that? She said, hey, say what you will about me. I'm not affiliated with Ed Burke like Tony Preckwinkle, Susanna Mendoza, Jerry Chico, etc., and so forth. So he'll never forgive her. And you know what? She doesn't care because she's the mayor now and she should be sending him a big box of candy. Thank you, Ed Burke. <laughs> but I'm not surprised he voted no, but I don't believe for one second, Ed Burke, when he says he's looking out for the property taxpayers of Chicago. Oh, uh, and I almost forgot uh, that Ed Burke update brought to you by the 14th Ward Burger King. So, uh, okay, more aldermen who voted no. I got. Silvana Tavares, who I don't think we've mentioned once on this program on the 23rd Ward. Uh, Byron- yes, we did. Uh, she was uh, a former student of one Mick Dumkey. Oh. Many years ago, she was a young scholar at Columbia College here in Chicago studying journalism. And her professor, Professor Mick. Oh, uh. my goodness. Oh, so, yes. Uh. <laughs> Professor Mick. Well, well, what's the homework today, Professor Mick? Well, she well, must have been on. she must have been taking notes because she voted no. Uh, Byron Sicho Lopez uh, also voted no. We got Roberto Maldonado, Rosana Rodriguez Sanchez, Carlos Ramirez Rosa, Anthony Napolitano, Brendan Riley, Tom Tunney, James Gardner, Matt Martin, Harry Osterman. Deborah Silverstein or Stein, I don't know. And finally, 20th Ward Alderwoman, Jeanette, the real deal, Taylor. Yeah, JT. JT will be on the show in about an hour. Yeah, so as you see, folks, all over the map, like uh, Tommy Tawny of the 44th Ward. <laughs> what a joke that is. Tom Tawny, <laughs> whatever Rob wanted. <laughs> By the way, there was a funny article. All of a sudden, the, you see, I don't know, the mayor decided to give the Ricketts some uh, a break on some money they owed. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was gonna, yeah, I had this for my story here. Uh, you want to get to that okay. or you want to finish off on uh, this? Well, I'll council. just finish that. Uh, we'll come back to that because Tom Tunney, what a character. So, yeah, suddenly Tom Tunney. Another watchdog for their property taxpayers. And, and Napolitano, another one. I'm looking out for the property tax. Where were you guys for all those TIF deals? Well, God, how come as a property taxpayer, I feel so unprotected by all these aldermen who are protecting me? That's why I said, Mayor Lightfoot, I told you this. You didn't listen to me. Make the entire city a TIF district, and Tommy Tunney and Napolitano will vote for it because, uh, well, I don't know how it works. I'm all confused. Uh, and Hopkins will vote for it, too. What are we voting on? Oh, all right. uh, who knows? <laughs> When's lunch? They were against a $94 million tax hike, but they were for a $2 billion one. Only in Chicago. Thanks, guys, for looking out for us. Every single one of these people, Beal, Raylo, Burke, Tony, Osterman, they voted for that, Tiff. 
But now, no, now they're vigilant, looking out for the taxpayers of Chicago. Thanks for nothing, guys. Shout out to Ro on the live stream chat. She goes, yeah, but what school did Tunny go to, huh, Ben? Uh, Tommy Tunney is from the southwest side, oh Ro, God. and he went to a Catholic school, I think, but I can't remember the name of it, and I should know this. Sorry, Ro, I apologize for not knowing that. Oh, wow. Well, we're all surprised that you knew that much. Holy cow. Well, maybe he went to Carl Sandburg High School. He could be from the suburbs. I remember young Tom was from the southwest side of Chicago, and he moved up to the north side, uh, and he was running uh, Ann Sather's. And I remember uh, when I first interviewed back, way back in the 80s, bro. Way, way, way. Oh. Actually, no. It was not the 80s. I think it was 90s. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, he was uh, newly moved to the north side from the southwest side of Chicago. I want a cinnamon roll. All right. Um, <laughs> like, really bad. All right. So, yeah. Go Dolphins. <laughs> And go Cubs. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Fran Spielman. Mayor Lori Lightfoot and the aforementioned Alderman Tom Tunney are throwing a bone to the billionaire family. Because every billionaire needs a bone every now and again. Uh, Tom Tunney are throwing a bone to the billionaire family that owns the Cubs after a 60-game season without fans in the stands at Wrigley Field that cost the team more than $100 million. At Tuesday City Council meeting, Lightfoot introduced an ordinance that would amend the 2014 agreement with the Cubs to delay the team's annual $250,000 payment to the Cub Fund until 2024, uh, due in part to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Cub Fund was created in 2014 to bankroll neighborhood infrastructure improvements, including street resurfacing and lighting projects normally funded by $1.32 million a year in aldermanic menu money. That's according to Tunney. Uh, the 10-year agreement originally expected to expire in 2023 called for the Cubs to pay $500,000 uh, in each of the first five years and $250,000 in years six through 10. Uh, let's see here. We have, an, we have a quote from Tunney. And Ben, you take it from here. Uh, Tunney says, quote, I don't question. Oh, oh, first he said, quote, go to Ann Sather's. Okay, then the other quote. <laughs> Uh, the other quote, I don't question whether or not they were capable of making the payment. What we felt was that the Cubs were not playing before fans this year, and we would just postpone or defer this one-year payment. They need to pay. We're just extending the agreement one additional year. Businesses are bleeding. Look at everything else we're doing to try to mitigate the business losses. This is a small gesture to let them know that we know that the season has been a financial loss, and the neighborhood has been been a financial loss. So I don't get this at all on any on any level. Same. I way. mean, just start off with that quote. I, if you if you don't know whether they need the break, why are you giving them the break? There's a lot of people who need help right now. Le- legitimately need help in Chicago. Like all, you always say you're looking out for the restaurant people. How about all those people who work in restaurants that have lost their job? You know. How about them? How about giving the $250,000 to them? Why are you giving it to the Ricketts? They don't need, you just got finished saying, I don't even know if they need help. <laughs> so why are you giving them help if you don't know? Makes no freaking sense, Tommy. And what? And the Ricketts, it's not just like, you know, like a name without meaning. The Ricketts family is 
totally in bed with Donald Trump, raising money for Donald Trump. They got the one Ricketts family member, like he's a Democrat. They go, well, we got her there. No, but forget her, guys, because I'm still looking at the Ricketts who are raising money for Trump and supported Trump. And Daddy Ricketts, uh, a huge supporter of Donald Trump these days, didn't start that way, but he got there. And a huge opponent of Barack Obama. So I'm thinking of where the Ricketts are politically. And Donald Trump has been useless, as have the Ricketts, in the larger struggle to get the feds to help industries in Chicago, like the restaurant industry, which is on the ropes. So why would you be rewarding them? You don't even know if they need the money. And politically, they've been adversaries to you. So why are you doing this? That just don't get... Dems. (laughs) Dems. <laughs> the mixed messages that they just emanate all the time. Well, we don't want to fight with Republicans. We want to get along with the Republicans. We started the show by talking about Diane Feinstein hugging Lindsey Graham. Now Tommy Tunney is hugging the Ricketts family, metaphorically speaking. And Lori's part of that group hug too. And it was so bizarre. Because if you know anything about 44th Ward politics, the Ricketts hate Tom Tunney or hate it. They fought him. They, they, <laughs> they were against him in the last automatic election. I would argue that the only reason Tom Tunney was victorious in the last automatic election without a runoff was because the Ricketts were against him. Why do I say that? Because I think even Cub fans, not the brightest bunch in the world, even Cub fans <laughs> can't stand the Ricketts. And so, like, the best ally Tom Tunney had were his opponents, if you follow that. Ooh, that's kind of, whoa, trippy. His allies were his opponents. Yeah. So, like, the Ricketts were against him. Therefore, people in the 44th Ward, here's the classic Chicago voter. Well, he must be doing something right then if the Ricketts are against him. Oh, Chicago voters. So, yeah, I don't know why Tom Tony is coming to the aid of the Ricketts. Unless, like, it's a, whoa, this idea just popped in my head. And Ann Sather's opening up in Wrigley Field? (laughs) No, it's like uh, (laughs) a roundabout payback. Hey, guys, here's here's your payback for opposing me in the last election, because I realized without your opposition... I wouldn't have won. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get this. People are really hurting. So here's Lori Lightfoot and Tom Tunney's idea. I know. We'll give it a little assistance to billionaires. That'll help. <laughs> yeah. Like they need the help. I think they can outweigh the pandemic and they'll be okay. Just saying, Tom Tunney and Lori Lightfoot, I think the Ricketts will be okay. Just think they'll be okay. I think the other people in Chicago you got to worry about other than the Ricketts. It's because someone's going to have to pay for those street repairs, D. But now they're not, not the Ricketts. Whew, they're off the hook. Oh, I apologize. One more quote from Tom Tunney. Now, who wants pancakes? That's correct. <laughs> By the way, I, do, I really do love the pancakes in there. I haven't been over there in a while, but those little pancakes, you just eat a lot of them, D. Yeah. Hey, remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more at the Chicago Reader website, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. Hey, Ben, spell that last name for him. J-O-R. 
A, V as in victory, as my beloved Chicago Bulls will do this year. S-K-Y. Nice work, buddy. Nice work. Uh, you can find us there, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky, and uh, wherever else you download podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.